0: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without autopay. Plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24-monthly bill credits for well qualified customers contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due $35 per line connection charge applies. CTMobile.com.
1: Welcome into another episode of the WBBM In-Depth Podcast. I'm your host for today, Jay Zawaski. The Chicago Bears have reportedly found their seventh GM in team history. While the move has not been made official by the team yet, multiple media reports have Ryan Poles, the former Chiefs Executive Director of Player Personnel, tagged for the new role with the Chicago Bears. The new Bears GM started with the Chiefs in 2009 as a Player Personnel Assistant. From there, he moved on as the team's College Scouting Administrator from 2010 to 2012, then College Scouting Coordinator from 2013 to 2016, advancing to Director of College Scouting in 2017. He became the Assistant Director of Player Personnel from 2018 to 2020, and finally, Executive Director of Player Personnel for the 2021 season. He's worked under player personnel minds like Scott Pioli, John Dorsey, and Brett Veach during his time in Kansas City. He was the Chiefs head of college scouting when the Chiefs traded up to draft quarterback Patrick Mahomes. Prior to last year's draft, Poles was asked during a press conference, what was the key to the Chiefs drafting success? It's communication. It's communication. It's being on the same page with the coaching staff. I, I truly believe when your coaching staff and your personnel are walking together and making decisions together, they can have in-depth discussions and identify exactly what they want, not only for a position group, but for the culture uh, that Coach Reed wants. I think it's you're on the right path, and I think you can do damage in terms of acquiring players that represent what you want to be as an organization. So that's that's the, the biggest one, hands down. Joining me now on the WBBM In-Depth podcast is Kevin Fishbane, who covers the Chicago Bears for The Athletic. You can follow him on Twitter at KFishbane. Kevin Fishbane, welcome to WBBM In-Depth. What was it about Ryan Poles that made him George McCaskey's man?
2: Well, I think that they we know it was a wide search, right? I think there was 12 general manager candidates. And so Ryan Poles had to exude some sense of a plan and a vision that George McCaskey really believed in. Um, you know, you talk to people about his leadership skills and it's something times hard, Jay, when you're talking about somebody who hasn't had necessarily a very prominent leadership role. So, you know, the idea that he has some of those qualities that you're projecting, you're almost always projecting a general manager. So, But I I would imagine his vision for the team, the way that he got that across, and then if they looked at his background, they have to like that he's been part of a winning team, and he's worked for three different general managers of the same team. So that means he's impressed multiple guys in the most important spot of a football team to keep him around.
1: It's interesting you mentioned how many GMs he's worked for, and I think that The, 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 you know, the positive thinker would say, well, he's got a lot of people that he can draw experience from and he's learned, okay, this is good. This is bad. So I've learned from watching those people, the pessimist would say, how come he got passed over three other times when he was right there?
2: Yeah. And, you know, look, I think the same way could be looked at the fact that he was a finalist for three other teams. You could say, Hey, look, he got all the way up there with the giants and the Panthers. But in the Vikings, you can say, well, why wasn't he their guy? And Why was he the Bears guy? Now that there, there are some reports, and I don't know if we'll ever know exactly how close he would have been to Minnesota if he was able to get to the Vikings. But that's one of those question marks. And the thing about the GM spot is I always try to be so careful because nobody knows if this guy is going to be any good. Right. Like, it's really true. Like, this job is is you your most important capacity is evaluating talent, which is such a fickle, subjective thing. Uh, We saw what happened to the last Bears general manager uh, when it came time to his ultimate ability to judge the quarterback position um, and, and what it led to with this team. So that's why I think that like you, I think all those concerns are valid. I think you can talk about, you know, he's only 36. He hasn't had a ton of experience. Um, he hasn't worked on the cap side as far as I'm concerned, So, how is this, you know, his knowledge of the salary cap and the business side going to help. Who's he going to bring in? All those things are totally, totally fair, but that would have been the case with almost anybody they hired. And we just, we really just don't know.
1: You mentioned quarterback and that's obviously has been the problem the bears have had forever. Um, polls was the head of college scouting when the chiefs traded up to draft Patrick Mahomes. Um, don't know how much impact he had on that trade up and that pick, but what we're seeing in Patrick Mahomes is already maybe a guy in the Mount Rushmore of NFL quarterbacks. He's headed to the AFC championship after leading his team back uh, with 13 seconds left to a field goal and then an overtime win. Um, how much credit should he get for something like that? And, and you have to imagine that that played a role with Justin Fields being such an important part of the Bears' future. Um, something McCaskey considered very much when making this hire.
2: So I'm not sure how much credit polls actually should get for the decision to trade up and, and get Mahomes and the evaluation of Mahomes. I'm sure he'll be asked what his role was. But from what I've heard, you know, that was, and there've been stories written that was very much, you know, Brett Veach, Andy Reid, you look at kind of what they have there. Obviously, polls was involved. But what I think is most important about that, Jay, is that polls saw what they did with Mahomes. They saw the way that he was developed. They saw that they, he watched how they built around him, how they built an offense around him, how they got the right playmakers, how they schemed for him, how they've won a Super Bowl with him. So I think what's, you know, yeah, like, because you could also say, well, if you're a good evaluator, I would sure hope that you had a good grade on Patrick Mahomes. I would sure hope that you <laughs> right. wanted your team to trade out for him. And you look at that in Chicago, and obviously this is a, a Bears team that didn't identify him um, in that way. But I, I'd be very interested to see how much Polls learned from just being a part of a team that had a quarterback like Mahomes and watching the way they won. Cause you can have a great quarterback and still just keep look, look at Green Bay, right? Green right. Bay's got uh, one of the most talented quarterbacks, if not the most talented quarterback to ever play the game at one Super Bowl to show for it. And Patrick Mahomes is one win away from going to the Super Bowl again. Um, So I think that there's obviously something that Kansas City is doing right. And I think Ryan Poles at least has experience in in terms of knowing the blueprint for some of that.
1: We've already seen the Bears bring in, it feels like dozens of head coaching candidates. Um, Poles is a first-time GM. Do we expect that he will have full autonomy on who he wants to bring in as head coach? Or is George McCaskey going to say, here's the five guys or four guys that we like, pick one?
2: I sure hope he has full autonomy. You know, George McCaskey said at the beginning of this that the general manager was going to be in charge of all football things. Mm-hmm. This is a really important football thing, right? So I, I really hope now, I, I think that it'd be wise of Ryan Poles to talk to George McCaskey and Ted Phillips and Bill Pullian and Tanisha Wade and Lamar Campbell, the, the five person Bears Committee, and say, hey, I know you interviewed Dan Quinn and Matt Eberfus and Jim Caldwell um, and Nathaniel Hackett and Brian Dayball and Todd Bowles and Byron <laughs> Leftwich. Can I see your notes? You know, I'd like to see what you guys thought of these people, too, because you've done this before. And I'd like to see your what what stood out to you. What questions do you want to be asked? But ultimately, this has to be the best fit for Ryan Poles. So I really hope that he is um, given that opportunity to to put his stamp on it and not kind of geared in a direction um, that the Bears want. This the, the Bears wanted him. So they've got to trust him to pick the right head coach. I know where
1: you know, our our collective knowledge of Ryan Poles is very limited from people that cover the team like you to people like me who talk to people like you. Um, but do we have any sort of indication on what sort of traits Poles would be looking for in the next Bears head coach?
2: That's a great question. And, and, and we don't, you know, I, I guess you have to look back to Kansas City, right? Mm-hmm. And, and make some guesses in terms of what he respects about Andy Reid. And Andy Reid is an incredible head coach. So what is it about Reid that's allowed him to be so successful? I would imagine that's a very easy thing for Ryan Poles to look at and, and, and grab from. And, you know, I, and I don't mean that from a scheme standpoint, Jay. I don't mean like the idea that, oh, he wants somebody who runs an offense like Andy Reid. Or um, I I mean it more of as a leadership style. You know, because obviously Andy Reid is doing something right in the way that he hires people, in the way that he manages things. Um, it, it's worked there. So I, I would guess that that that's kind of where he would go from. But, you know, Dan Quinn is, is a name that's been thrown out there a lot in the past 24, 48 hours. Um, Ryan Poles, his college roommate was Matt Ryan. You want to play connect the Dots? Matt Ryan yep. played for Dan Quinn for six years in Atlanta. So very close with Dan Quinn. I imagine if Ryan Poles wanted to know more information about Dan Quinn, it wouldn't be hard for him to find out. So that's kind of something to to monitor if you're playing that game. Um, But in terms of, you know, this is why it's so interesting, this position. 36, been with one team. We just like, there's so many unknowns as we enter this, uh, the, the, the Ryan Poles era, if you will.
1: Kevin, before you jumped on the call with me, I shared a piece of audio from Ryan Poles talking about how, and I hate to use the word collaboration, Uh, but but he talked about how the scouting staff and the GM and the coaches would all work together on a draft the senior bowl which is a very crucial day for scouts uh, ahead of the draft is February 5th the Bears as of now do not have a head coach Uh, do you think by February 5th we should see the next Bears head coach named in the entire well or at least the majority of the front office staff in place for the senior bowl this year
2: uh, it's a good question, Jay. I don't. I mean, I, I think the head coach will be in mm-hmm. and you would hope the coordinators would be in um, not too long after that. But my guess is and this is this is a very weird thing about the way the NFL operates. All of the Bears scouts are still under contract for the Bears and they're all going to be working for Ryan Poles for the next few months for the most part. Mm-hmm. Like That's just how it goes. So those guys are going to be at the senior bowl regardless. I don't even know if Ryan Poles is going to go. You know, because he's going to have so much to do here. So he's going to be relying on Ryan Pace's scouts and Ryan Pace relied on a, on Phil Emery's scouts and Phil Emery relied on Jerry Angelo's scouts. Like that's just again, it's a it's a funky thing, the way that the, the, the NFL calendar works, that you generally your first draft is with a lot of guys, scouts that you inherited and then you fire them. And then you hire your new staff. So I imagine we're going to see the same cycle. So in terms, you know, that's a really critical week, but bear scouts are already at all-star games. They're already doing work for, well, they were doing work the past week for nobody. You know, they didn't know who they were doing work for now. They know they're, they're, they're getting data and watching tape and writing the reports for Ryan Poles, and, And that's going to continue.
1: Now, in terms of coordinators, is it the same situation or was, you know, Sean Desai and Bill
2: Lazor were all those guys relieved when Matt Nagy was relieved? They're all still with the bears. So that's, that's going to be the same with the head coach. So the head coach will come in uh, when he's hired. And then most, most of those guys will be, you know, given their, uh, I guess, given their pink slip for lack of a (laughs) better phrase um, and and moved on. So again, it's, it's weird. And, And that's a situation too, where, When Matt Nagy got here, you know, he kept Sean Desai. He kept Dave Ragone. Um, When uh, John Fox got here, he kept Sean Desai. Mm -hmm. Um, And he kept a few other coaches from the staff. Um, I believe Mike grow stayed another year. Uh, so we'll, we'll, see that again, the new head coach is going to come in and here's an interesting connection, Jay, that I just learned. Uh, so if you want to play connect the dots, Bill McGovern, who is the bears inside linebackers coach, uh, was the Boston college linebackers coach when Ryan poles huh. played at Boston college. So while Ryan poles, is not the head coach, uh, he might you know tell the next coach and coordinator like hey you know if he likes mcgovern you know they get these are the connections that we look for yeah uh this time of year as we get to this state but um yeah so it's going to be uh it it, it, again it's very odd transition times for all these people um where uh you know and and it's also possible jay some guys contracts are up and uh so it's just um you know it's all going to be easier in about in two or three weeks when we just know who the new Bears staff is
1: definitely well Desai's name has been starting to make the rounds around around the league a little bit that to me feels like just anecdotally is the guy who most Bears fans would want to stay people were pretty satisfied with how the defense played this year for the most part considering all the injuries and everything they dealt with um is there a chance that he sticks do we know any idea probably can't know until we know the coach right
2: yeah, it, it's all going to be based on the the new coach and his vision. You know, if it's an offensive head coach, um, you may be more likely to, to maintain continuity if you like Sean Desai. But the other thing, too, is the, these coaches already, a lot of these guys know exactly who they want to be their coordinators, their position coaches. They have yeah. friends in the industry that they want to bring with them. But I will also say this for Sean Desai. If, you know, go back to our previous example, Dan Quinn comes in, Dan Quinn's going to need a defensive coordinator still. Um, and, and that person might still call play. So I, I think some of these guys are going to have the opportunity. The interesting name, Jay, is Chris Tabor, the special teams coordinator who had a second interview in Carolina with the Panthers on Monday. So, you know, that, you know, y- you hope for the best for him. But I thought the special teams was fantastic this past year. Mm-hmm. And he's been with the Bears for a long time in two different stints. Uh, that, that'd be a really easy one for someone to come in and want to keep Tabor, but he might have already found another job. And so, then he mentioned Desai got a uh, requested an interview from Seattle. These other coaches, you know, they can go interview elsewhere as well. Um, so, you know, I, I think the defense and special teams is where you'd want to see some continuity, um, other position coaches to keep an eye on you know, the running backs coach, Michael Petrie. The running backs, I think, was a pretty strong room yeah. uh, from this past season. You could talk about Clancy Barone. You know, he's got the experience of Cole Komet. Is that somebody you want to keep? Um, look, you could even look at John D. Filippo quarterbacks coach do you want to have some continuity for justin Fields? so those are all questions the next head coach is going to have to answer it's a, it's a it's quite the process you think about building that entire staff of coaches coordinators quality coaches and then the gm's got to build a staff of scouts and personnel directors all that stuff and we're going to have we're going to be talking about 25 new bears employees in very important positions could one of them be
1: sean payton who walked away from the new Orleans <laughs> saints today
2: Man, uh, that would be pretty fun for Bears fans, wouldn't it? <laughs> uh, I, I wonder if, uh, you know, right after Ryan Pohl signed the dotted line, somebody in Hal Saul was like, wait, wh- wh- who retired? Who's available? <laughs> um, but it certainly seems like Champagne is ready to spend a year, at least the reports I'm seeing away. And, and in our world, Jay, in the, in the media world, um, and he might like that paycheck and that, uh, and, and it's, it's a lot easier than uh coaching the football team so we'll see if he does that for a long time or uh but the other thing too jay is you know the first time the next bears coach is in any kind of adversity and oh, yeah. the idea that sean Payton would be available <laughs> you're gonna see it you're gonna hear it and uh, it's gonna be talked about uh certainly so uh, but it doesn't look like it'll be this time around well
1: he's gonna end up wherever he wants to that's the sort right. of uh swag that that guy's got so kevin Thanks for taking some time out on an incredibly busy day. I greatly appreciate it. We'll talk to you next week. Of course, time. thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to this episode of WBBM In-Depth. Special thanks to Kevin Fishbane from The Athletic for taking time out of his very busy day to talk to us on the podcast. Make sure you subscribe to WBBM In-Depth and all of our great podcasts on the Odyssey app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. For WBBM In-Depth, I'm Jay
0: Zawaski. A news radio, WBBM podcast, powered by Odyssey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to twenty percent versus AT and T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today.